Welcome to the Impact on the Ground podcast series. I'm Tiia Sammalahti, CEO of whatimpact.com. In this podcast series, we'll dig deeper into what it takes to make an impactful change in our society. I'll give a voice to charities, social enterprises, companies, grant makers, individuals and government officials who all have one thing in common. They are keen to make a difference. We dive into practical solutions and observe the dynamics of those who have resources to give and those working with the beneficiaries on the ground. Let's start making an impact together. So, welcome, welcome. Um, today we have exciting um, organization as a guest. Uh, Social Enterprise Clear Voice uh, has an amazing story and, and amazing impact what they do. And uh, I have here uh, Rachel too, uh, being interviewed by me, and we talk about um, translation services turned into uh, a social good. Hello, Rachel. Lovely to meet you. Hi, thank you for having me today. So, uh, Clear Voice, um, a social enterprise, uh, tell us what you do and what's the story behind the organization. Yes, of course. So. Clear Voice was born out of um, migrant help. So migrant help help uh, asylum seekers through the uh, asylum process and also work with modern day slavery, uh, slaves, as well as um, sort of EUSS and various other things. So back in, um, in the day, they needed to have interpreters. So interpreters uh, say that they could understand um, what was happening. And um, that is how Clear Voice was born. It was really to help migrant help with um, uh, communication barriers. So that's how it was, how it started. Um, and we are a trading arm of migrant help. Since um, those many years ago, we have really, really grown and become, um, a, you know, a, a larger social enterprise with um, almost 50 staff now. So. Yeah, we we were born out of helping helping the charity, and now we have lots and lots of um, various clients. Cool, that's an amazing story. That uh, from charitable activity, there uh, kind of uh, is a commercial uh, company being born. But your commercial benefits will go then to Micron Health, isn't it? Exactly, right. all of our profits um, that Clear Voice make go back to Micron Health. Yeah. Yeah, such an uh, amazing cycle. Um, so what are all these interpretation translation services that you offer? Yeah, sure. So we offer um, telephone services. Now, this is an on-demand service, so a really, really easy to use, uh, quick service where you would pick up the telephone and you can literally type in your PIN number you type in the language code that you need and you have a interpreter on the line within seconds. So um, really, really easy service to use. So that's that's um, our, probably our uh, core service, um, really, the moment. We then have um, video uh, interpreting, so on Teams or Zoom or whatever the client may need. We also do face-to-face, -face, so we have um, national contracts, so we can cover most of the UK with a face-to-face -face, uh, interpretation. And we also have um, translations. So anything to do with the written words, so that could be documents, it could even be a transcription. So um, transcribing interviews or um, 
things like working on websites such as localization. Um, so yeah, all of that sort of comes under the translation heading. So yeah, they're the four main services that we offer. Yeah, that's a large spectrum and uh, of services, and uh, obviously you have a amazing network uh, of uh, translators and interpreters interpreters if you can suddenly in a couple of seconds time help someone which is amazing so that means that there must be a lot of these kind of acute like even crisis situations when people are in the need of this service exactly we have many many charities that use us um a because they like um the social value that we're donating our profits back and some of the other projects that we also do um, and B, because yes, in a crisis situation, so it may be domestic abuse charities, for example, it could be um, anything. We have a lot of refugee asylum charities that use us, even sort of larger charities um, use us on their helplines. So yes, often it is crisis situations. And the great thing around Clear Voice is that because our interpreters are trained, you know, on um, working with these vulnerable clients and they're very used to it because they're working a lot with um, the contracts for migrant help. So, yes, it can be used in a crisis situation for sure. And it must be very, uh, very, very important, like you said, this experience, uh, because in any interpretation, you know, the, the kind of the knowledge of the field that you're interpreting about is important, like in business or legal or or something, and especially when people are very vulnerable and and uh, suffering trauma and stuff. So that sounds very very amazing. Uh, so you mentioned charities as a client. Do you also work for public sector organizations? Yes, we have um, various uh, different clients. So obviously, charities is a, is a large one. We also work with local government, so like you say, uh, like councils and things like that. Uh, healthcare, so that could be NHS, um, you know, doctors, dentists, anyone that may need us uh, in the healthcare sector. We also work uh, in education, so that's uh, within schools, universities, um, legal is another one, even businesses. So um, that could be like banks on the helplines, for example, or it could even be uh, a business where they perhaps have foreign um, or people who don't speak English as their first language. They may work there and not need to speak English, say, if they're in a factory, for example. But they would need that if they were having a grievance or with HR or any health and safety training. So it could be in, in that respect. There are a real kind of wide spectrum of, of clients. We've also um, got around 200 languages. So, and that's growing all the time. We have a recruitment team that are, you know, recu recruiting all of the time for new languages and new interpreters. Because like you say, you do need a big pool of interpreters to make sure that those on-demand calls can always be answered. Wow, uh, that's a lot of languages. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I can also assume that a lot of private companies, um, you know, uh, need your services. Um, and, uh, and you know, the best thing is that if, if let's say, there is a big construction site somewhere operating for years and, and there will be very diverse workforce there, uh, they would be needing your services for exactly these kind of HR kind of safety reasons. Uh, yeah, and, and also, that's a good point on construction. Um, uh, construction, um, you know, 
but there has been cases of modern day slavery within construction sites. So again, construction will often uh, want to use us for checking that their um, you know supply chain and their workers are uh, aware of their rights and and things like that. So yeah, uh, construction is another one that certainly our services could be used. Yeah, and then uh, if they work with you and buy the services from you, that is a social value like action itself because of your uh, kind of the charitable side of uh, operations and and uh, then you become part of their sustainable supply chain. Isn't that right? Exactly, exactly. And um, yes, it's funny you should mention that actually. We are just um, currently uh, working on our TOMS framework, which actually measures social values. So we will, um, should be, uh, we're just waiting on a figure to be, um, uh, published out uh, and be validated with with the social value portal at the moment so that will be really really interesting to see and uh, as I think um, I think we touched on uh, previously uh, the empower project so that's one of our projects where we have uh, unemployed refugees and then we will pay for them to do training so it could, the community level three training which then uh, they can then become an interpreter and uh, freelance for whoever they may wish so obviously that is also adding social value and um, companies like especially local authority like you say construction corporates they're all very keen now and as they should be to be making sure that they are using companies that are um, you know um, ethical within their supply chains Wow, that Empower project, um, you know, what uh, what age group are these candidates usually? Oh, that, that can be a mix, as long as they're sort of above 18. So, yeah, it can be a, a mix of ages. Um, anyone is uh, welcome to apply to um, the scheme, as long as they have, obviously, certain criteria that they have to speak a certain level of English. They have to... Um, you know, we ask that they're unemployed because we're trying to help them get into employment. Um, but you can find out uh, all about the project on our website. And it also has a link to the application form on there as well. So if anyone wanted to refer into the Empower project, then um, all the information is, is there. Or they can contact myself, um, you know, after. Do you technically like a, a company, um, you know, find candidates for the program and you would train them if they were to uh, pay their salary and then hire them as uh, in, internal interpreters, uh, especially larger companies who might have really diverse workforce across the country in different projects. They might even require some kind of in-house in support. Would that be uh, possible? Well, it's not something that we've done previously, but... Um, it's certainly a discussion that we could have because, you know, you never you never know. The project has really grown. It started with this tiny little pilot project where we put through 12 people and it since then it's really, really grown and we, the cohorts every year have grown and the numbers now um, are much, much bigger and we're, you know, putting through sort of hundreds every year rather than, um, you know, small, yeah. small numbers and, and that's what we're hoping to do. So, um we have big plans for the Empower project and, um, you know, if that was something the company wanted, then I'm sure we could have a good conversation because, yeah, we're open to those sorts of conversations. Great. 
So about uh, Micron Help, I know that you are not employed by them because you are a separate organization, but you work closely with this charitable arm. So what does Micron Help actually do? What is their method of working? Um, how, how do you mean? Uh, kind of the what kind of services they offer, how they help migrants. Okay, so um, they help. So when um, people come to the UK, they um, will often need to um, go through sort of asylum system. And yep. migrant help can offer sort of advice around that and make sure that they're getting what they should be getting. So they offer asylum services, basically, um, yep. and they have a helpline for that. Um, they offer a slavery um, trafficking victim support. Um, we do have a refugee resettlement team as well. There's an EU settlement scheme. Um, and um, yeah, so they do have sort of different arms within the organization, but their main thing that they do is the asylum services. Yeah. Okay, very, very kind of um, uh, timely at the moment. Uh, as we know, a lot of refugees coming dangerously to uh, a country and, and many of them lost uh, lost their families and uh, their peer lives on the way. Uh, so yes. there must be a lot of need for all kind of support uh, to uh, recover from, from that. Absolutely. And yeah, any sort of help to uh, claim asylum or navigate the asylum process, um, applying for sort of asylum uh, support, including accommodation, things like that. That's what, what Migrant Help can help with. So, uh, of course, we all understand uh, kind of uh, that in interpretation and translation. It's so important for communication. But in terms of uh, talking about nuclear voices, kind of impact and kind of uh, what what kind of uh, outcomes you as an organization deliver, um, what are they? Uh, are you measuring certain aspects uh, of quality in your service or kind of how the people who you have helped kind of have perceived it uh, or kind of how what kind of a kind of a change you have delivered do you have like some kind of a data uh, yeah that's really interesting actually um in terms of um you, you mentioned the first part of that in terms of quality of um the interpretation we do have a, a quality team within clear voice and they would um assess the quality of our interpreters so yes the quality of of our interpreting is um, is reviewed. In terms of what do our, our clients say, I mean, we, we have tons of really nice feedback all the time from our clients about um, the type of service that we offer. It's interesting what you say around collecting data of the lives that we've changed and stuff. Because we, our clients would be then the charity rather than the end user, we don't have perhaps that's side of the the, the, yes. the data but it's an interesting um question and something to certainly think about and how we could perhaps collect those service user data i know for, for sure that migrant help do that type of thing but obviously our clients aren't just migrant help they're a huge range um but yes we we collect um certainly surveys and things from our clients but not necessarily the the actually an end user yeah but anyway, this is uh, super interesting, and uh, Clear Voice is is um, is on on what impact platform, 
And just to recap, uh, so Clear Voice is a social enterprise. You can buy various interpretation, translation services, and also uh, add them to your sustainable supply chain, and uh, and at the same time help then uh, Micron help, which is uh, brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Arm. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Rachel. Do you have anything else you would like to say to the listener listeners? Um, no, I think that you've covered everything. Um, hopefully you've got my contact details. Um, and um, yeah, just in case it's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L dot two T-E-W at clearvoice.org.uk for anyone who wants to, to reach out. Okay, thank you very much. And um, speak to you soon. Bye.